Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I got a message I want to uh, preach tonight called "It's Your Move." It's your move. Now I'm not talking about the moves that probably some of our amazing young adults are thinking of making to that special someone that they check out across the auditorium and think, man, I wouldn't mind. Maybe there's a bit of a bit of there's a bit of chemistry there. I'm not talking about those types of moves. I, I sit over there. I, I watch you guys. I see what goes on. I see the eyes that you make, and I know you're not making them to me. I'm not talking about the chess moves that we make on a, on a chess board, as slow as they are. I'm not talking about our financial moves. I'm not talking about how fast we move to get to KFC. And I've seen some of you move pretty fast when KFC is, uh, is on the menu. I'm not even talking about some of those good old dance moves that we pull out every now and then when nobody's watching. The move that I'm talking about today is what move you're prepared to make to get closer to Jesus. What move you're prepared to make to take that next step that God has for you. Because you see, we're all here. We're all at different stages of our walk with God. You may be here tonight. You may be here for our Indian culture tonight. You've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. In a moment, I'm going to give every person that opportunity. That might be the move that you need to make. Maybe you're a new Christian here. You've said yes to Jesus and you're wondering what's next. And God's saying, come on, I have a move that's, uh, that's just waiting for you to step into. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and, and you've gotten stagnant, you've gotten stale and you've lost that first love and Jesus is saying, would you take that move and, and reignite that first love for me again? I've been a Christian for many years and, uh, and, and it's been cool. But there's been many times where I've just found myself going through the motions because I've been a Christian for so long because I know how to play that Christian game. And the constant challenge for me not only as a pastor, because at the end of the day, God's not interested in titles. He's interested in how much I desire to have a relationship with Him. At the end of the day, it's on me about how prepared am I to take that move that would draw me closer to the plans and the purposes that God has for me. Because the reality is God doesn't want us to stay in the same place. His desire for every one of you here, whatever stage you are in your walk with God, God's desire is that you would move forward in Jesus' name. You see, we all have different ways of living life. We all have different priorities, different focuses. We invest our time and our money into, into different things. We have our key non-negotiables that for every one of us here would be different. Things that we chase after would be different, but one thing remains the same. That we're all called to chase after the person of Jesus Christ. You can look at my life, you can look at your life, you say, yeah, Steve, I'm not like you, I'm not a New Zealander. I don't have the most desirable accent, that's okay. I can pray for you later. That you'd be blessed with the New Zealand accent. But one thing I know for sure is that God is calling every one of us to chase hard after Him. God is calling every one of us to place Him at the centre of our lives so that we would see not only our life impacted, but the lives of those around us. It's amazing the testimony that John shared about how God has flourished their business. But that happened because they continually put Jesus at the centre. There is no way humanly possible that he would be able to orchestrate 
the, the prosperity that they've seen on their business if it wasn't for placing Jesus continually at the center, if it wasn't for them being prepared to take the moves that God is asking them to take, not the moves that they think are a good idea, but the moves that God is calling them to take as business owners, as a family, to, to help them move forward. We're called to be the light into a world that's full of darkness. But see, this, we're called to, ha- to, to pursue after the presence of God with everything that we've got, to see our limitations be removed, to see our weaknesses laid down at the foot of the cross, to see ourselves the same way that Jesus sees us. Matthew 5 verse 16 says, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Psalm 37 verse 4 to 5, take delight in the Lord. Not delight in the world. Not delight in what money could offer you. Not delight in in the things that the world would say are awesome and delightful, but take delight in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desire. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He will help you. Have you ever played a sport game? Like a team sport game? I'm not talking about an individual sport game like chess or squash or tennis or... I don't know, what other running? It's an individual game, I guess. Like a sports game. No one likes sitting on the bench, right? I remember when I was uh, playing b-ball in New Zealand, uh, I was um, the worst person on the team, and so I would be the one sitting on the bench most of the time, and, uh, and I would get a little bit angry about that because I paid the same fees as everybody else. But yeah, <laughs> I would, my number would never get called. And I came to the point where I realised I should probably just give up or move to Australia because that would help my b-ball career, and I definitely did. But nobody likes sitting on the bench. Nobody likes to be that guy where it's like, you, 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 and you, you guys can start and get on the field, the rest of you guys can sit on the bench. Because the reality is, is we cannot impact the game when we're sitting on the bench. We might think of all of the things that we can do. We might be able to sit there and be critics of all of the other people who are on, on field, participating in the game, thinking I could do a better job than them. But as long as we remain on the bench and not actually get into the game, our impact is limited. You see, we're all called to be a part of a team. We're all called to be a part of Team Jesus. Team Jesus is not a team of individuals. It's not a team of superstars. But it's a team that's united. It's a team that would all put their hand together and say, you know, I'm willing to take and do whatever it takes to play my part. You see, the great, there's great power when we come together in unity to see the victory won. Psalms 133 verse 1, How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. So my question I have for every one of us is, where are you when it comes to, comes to the game of life? Where are you when it comes to your God call? Where are you when it comes to the things that God has for every one of us to do? Are we sitting on the bench or are we, are we out in the game participating? Because you see, we all go through life, we all go through different stages, as I said earlier. And it's easy for us to be a part of God's team but yet just sitting on the bench observing what everyone else is doing, thinking, oh, that's pretty cool, or maybe that's not cool, whatever stance we're taking, but God's desire is that we would all get in the game. You see, the bench was never created for us to sit there and remain there. The bench was created for us to take short timeouts where we can get revitalized, where we can get refreshed, where we can be restored. You see, there are times where we go through stuff and we have to deal with hurt and we have to deal with pain and we have to deal with some of the knocks that life is throwing our way 
And it actually requires us to take a step out of the game for a moment to sit on the bench so that we can get restored, so that we can allow God to move in us, so that we can allow God to heal the areas of brokenness and hurt and pain that we may have. But yet God's purpose for us is not to remain there. God's purpose was for us is never to remain on the bench, but once we're mended up, once we're patched up again, we need to get back out in the game. It's not about waiting for someone to choose you because the reality is, is that Jesus already chose you. It's not about sitting there waiting to be asked because Jesus has already put his ask out to us saying, would we be a part of Team Jesus? Would we be a part of moving the God call that he has for every one of us and the world around us forward? We don't need to wait to be asked. Jesus already asked you to come. Jesus already asked you to be a part of this amazing journey of life when we are in relationship with Jesus. But for some of us, our bench time has just been too long. It's easy for us to remain on the bench because of the way we see ourselves. We don't see ourselves as worthy. We don't see ourselves as very gifted. We don't see ourselves as someone who could add value to what we see around us. So we remain just sitting on the bench and and, and observing. Sometimes we can be scared to jump off the bench because what if I jump off and and I fail? What if I get involved in the game? What if I start doing something? What if I start, what if I make a move that would that would, that would hopefully see people around me get impacted for Jesus and it doesn't happen the way I thought. You know, the reality is, is Jesus, he has us in his hand and he is in control. He doesn't ask us to sit there and try and figure it all out. And once we figure it all out, once we have all of the answers, then we jump in and God just says, would you take that step of faith and then watch what I, what I do. As you take that step of faith, as you step out into the God call that is upon your life, as you get off the bench and into the game, then he is faithful to come around you and alongside you to help move you into the plans and the purposes that he has for you. And the plans and the purposes that he has for every person here is amazing. It is huge. It is awesome. It's bigger and greater than what we could ever imagine or what we could ever think. Sometimes past failures can cause us to remain on the bench for a little bit too long. So where are you at tonight? Where's your life? With Jesus, are you on the bench or are you in the game? The longer we remain on the bench and out of the game, the more comfortable we get and the harder it is to get back in. I believe there's some people here tonight and you're comfortable and God's calling you to get out of your comfort zone. God's calling you to take that step of faith. That is a little bit dangerous. That is a little bit risky. But God's calling you to do that because it's when we take that step that we see miracles take place. For some of us, we're believing and wanting and desiring to see our breakthrough. And God says, as you choose to step off the bench and into the game, you'll then start to see the breakthrough and the miracles that you've been believing for. No, no, but Jesus, I want to see it while I'm sitting on the bench. And then, and then I'll get in the game. But Jesus says, no, no, you've been on the bench too long. Son or daughter, get up again. Get up again, start to get involved, start to participate, start to take that move that would actually move you forward into the God call that I have for me. Don't let the way you see yourself rob the destiny that God has for you. Don't let the mistakes of the past rob you of the God call that he has for you. Instead, choose to stand up again, choose to get off the bench and choose to get involved. Choose to position yourself to see God do all that he's called you to do in the name of Jesus. God never wants us to be comfortable. He wants us to continually get out of our comfort zone because it's when we're out of our comfort zone, we're no longer relying on our own giftings. We're no longer relying on the things that we know. But instead, when we're in that place of discomfort, we now have to fully trust on Jesus and that's where he wants us to live. Fully relying on him. Fully trusting him. Knowing that he is in control. Knowing that when you take that step, 
He's not going to let you fail. He's not going to let you fail. He's not going to let you hurt yourself. He's not going to let you go to that point where you're just all messed up because you took a step of faith. No, no, no. In, in uh, Isaiah, it talks about how God reaches out his right hand towards us. And we take that right hand and we step fully with Jesus as we take that step of faith. We can't be a person of influence when we are on the bench. Sometimes we can even be involved in the game. We can, for some of us here, we're actually in, in the game. We're not on the bench. Hey, Steve, that's a cool word, but I'm not on the bench. I'm, 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 I'm doing some stuff for Jesus. That's cool. Awesome. But don't get comfortable with what you're doing. Because he has more for you. Don't settle for what you're doing because he has another whole level that he's calling you to come up to. Don't get comfortable with your role that it is in the game. Choose to put in the work so that you would actually start to contribute to even greater heights than what you could ever believe, what you could ever imagine. I've been putting in the work uh, with our basketball team. We uh, won our finals last season. We're coming second in Div 1 at the moment. And uh, I'm pleased to say my three-point shooting average is the highest it's ever been. I'm coming third in the whole division for most made threes. That's right. Jam Perez coming second. Oh, no, he's not. He's behind me, actually. He's coming fourth. And uh, two other random dudes are first and second, so I'm going to beat them. But that's only come because I've been prepared not just to settle because I'm in the game now. I've been prepared to put in the work to try and get better. How prepared are we to try and get better? How prepared are we to try and put in the work so that we can actually continue to move forward. Some of us are involved, we're in the game, but yet we've checked out. You know, we can be serving, we can be doing so-called God's work, but yet have checked out, not be motivated anymore, not hanging out with Jesus and allowing our life to be filled with the presence of God because it's only as we fill our life with God's presence to that point where it's full and then overflowing that we see the greatest impact in the world around us. And some of us can get comfortable with where we're at. We can be in the game and just think, ah, whatever. I'll just do a half job. I won't give it my all because I'm kind of tired of this, kind of a bit bored of that. But God says, no, no, no. Would you choose to not only just be in, but be fully in? God doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He doesn't want us to be in the game and checked out. He wants us to be all in or not at all. You kind of think, right, God would be rather us to be half in. At least we're kind of half there. Right, but God says, no, no, be all in. Be full on on fire for me or not at all. God doesn't want us to be in the game and be checked out and just doing half jobs. He wants us to be fully in and allowing our lives to be moved by the presence of God so we can see the impact that God has called us to. A month and a half ago, my wife and I, we went to the, uh, the Maldives. Lots of people call it the Maldives. I would like to say that the Maldivians call it Maldives. So if anyone's here, not sure about what Maldives, Maldives. Maldives is what it is. And uh, uh-huh. that's right, a little bit of, uh, gen- uh, what's it called? Not general knowledge. Geography. Sure, we'll go with that for you. Mm-hmm. We were over there and uh, we were loving life. We were there for a couple of weeks. And uh, can I say, I was there. Man, I was like, man, if this is heaven, <laughs> oh, I'm king. Jesus, take me now. It is paradise on earth over there. It really is. We had a, a, a villa over the water. We had water underneath the villa to step out on the deck, see the sunset, all that kind of stuff. There were stingrays cruising along in the water. The water's completely clear. You could see them. The sharks. We saw turtles. We were out there swimming, praying that the stingrays wouldn't come and do the Steve Irwin move on me and stuff like that. Too soon? He was awesome, man. Us Kiwis liked him too. I'm not judging. He was amazing, that dude. Bring back Steve Irwin in Jesus' name. And uh, anyway, I think Nathan Randall's going to be filled with the spirit of Steve Irwin. And uh, so that would be cool. But it was a phenomenal holiday. 
We loved every moment. I remember sitting over there, I said to, my, I said to Alice, I said, babe, man, I could stay here forever. I just think we don't come home, just leave the kids, they'll be all right. Our oldest is kind of, he's, you know, 17 now, he'll be fine, he can look after the younger two. You know, if not, they've got church friends, our youth leaders, they'll go, and hand, they'll go and look after them. They love those guys, it'll be fine. I don't know how they're going to pay our, pay our rent, but all good, who cares, we'll be over here living life. I felt God say to me, I mean, I was only joking, but I felt God say to me anyway, just in case I, he was uncertain as to whether I was being serious or not. I felt God say that, yes, Steve, as much as this is awesome, you can't remain here. Because I actually have a call, I, have, I actually have a job for you to do. I actually have things that I've called you to do, and you can't do that when you're just sitting in a relaxing environment like this. And I'm like, yeah, but Jesus, I could pray for all those who are back and inspire and that God would bless them, that God would move on them, that God would, the same anointing that lives on Steve would live on them too, and all of that, that God would breathe that. I, I don't know. And God just rebuked me right there. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I received the rebuke in Jesus' name. He's like, you have no anointing. It's my anointing that lives in you. I'm like, ooh, damn. Snap. Just felt the slap over the back of the head like the father would do. And, uh, and I realized, man, I, I need it. God's called me for something greater. Like God's called every one of us here for something greater. We were created for a purpose in mind. True fulfillment comes when we walk out God's purpose for our life. I've heard lots of people say over the years, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my God call is. I don't know what Jesus is asking me to do. And so they just sit back and do nothing, waiting for Jesus to ask them to, to reveal what their purpose is. But for Al and I, what we found was, yes, we had a God call in our life. We knew that we wanted our life to count. We knew that we wanted to do things for God. Did we know what that was? Of course not. Did we know how that looked? Of course not. Where I am today, I would have never pictured this uh, course that we've taken to get here. Never in a million years would have I uh, you know, figured this one out. But yet what we did choose to do when we were at the age of 20 and married and uh, asking God what is our purpose, we just got involved. We didn't sit around and wait. There was a need in kids ministry. They did a big uh, look through the church directory, which was on paper back then. None of this electronic directories that we have now. It was on paper, they looked through, they looked through to see anyone who wasn't serving, and they asked, hey, would you come and would you serve and be a kids leader? I'm like, kids, no way, no way, hell would need to freeze over before I go and do kids ministry, right? And then I'm like, okay, hang on a minute, there's a real need there, so let's just jump on in. Little did we know that was the pathway into the call that God had for us. Why? Because we were just prepared to not sit on the bench, we were prepared to get up and go because there was a need, because there was an ask put out there. What have you been asked to do? That could be your pathway to the God call that is upon your life. What, is, what have you been asked to do that could be the open door for you to walk through but God's just waiting for you to say yes? Yeah, but I'm not called to that. It doesn't burn, you know, a passion inside of me. That's all right, neither did kids' ministry. That was not a burning desire for us and it was three years into that that then God really spoke to us about this is what I've called you to do. And now, years and years on, we're doing other stuff and that's cool. But it all came through that. The team can come and join me. Purpose is found when we get off the bench and enter the game and start contributing to the overall plan. There's a part that we all have to play and that part looks different for every one of us. My journey, my pathway into the God call that is upon my life is very different to what your pathway will be. But we need to just get off the bench and we need to start walking down that track that God has for us. We need to start adding value. We can all add value. You might say, yeah, but I'm not called to full-time ministry. Hey, most of us aren't. But we're all called to make an impact for Jesus. 
We're all called to be the light to the world around us. Some of us, God's placed on your heart to get involved in the church and serve and be a part of the team. That's your next move. For some of us, God's called to so blessed financially that He's calling us to be someone who would be a blessing into the house of God to be able to sow finances into it because of the blessing that He has put on your business so that then the church can move forward into all that God has for us. God has plans for us, but hey, some of those, the reality is it takes money, it takes finances. For some of us, He's called to be people of prayer that would pray, that would intercede, that would declare that those around us would move forward in Jesus' name. For some of us, He's called us to be an encouragement, to be an encourager, to go to people and speak encouragement over people. Some of us are called to be creative and bring our creative ideas or serve creatively in an amazing ministry. God has something for every one of us to do. So what's your move? What's your move? Because God's got a move for every one of us. There's a story in the Bible where Saul is on the road to Damascus. Saul was a guy, we find this in Acts 9. He was a dude that hated Christians. If you're here tonight, you think, man, how could God ever use me, Steve? You know, my past is so bad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know your past. Maybe it is really bad, but Saul's past was pretty bad. He hated Christians. He hated them. He actually, is, in the Bible it says uh, that he was uttering threats with every breath. He was uttering threats with every breath. That's how much he hated Christians. He actually had got, went and he got an order signed where he would be on the road to Damascus where he would go there and he would actually take every Christian, every believer, male, female, child, take them all back to be put in prison. That's how much he hated them and he was probably okay if he killed a few along the way. But yet God had a plan for him. God had a plan for him. God's plan was far greater than the lifestyle that he was living. God's plan was far greater than the enemy's plan that he had. God's plan was greater. Same with you. It doesn't matter what your situation is today. It doesn't matter the mistakes that you've made. God's plan for you is greater than what your life would suggest. God's plan is greater than the hole that you may find yourself in. God's plan is greater than the valley that you've been walking and crying out to get through that. God's plan is greater for you in Jesus' name. As he was on the road to Damascus, he comes into an encounter with God. And for many of us, we would know the story where God meets him and he speaks to Paul and, and, and he cries out, who are you? And in that moment, Paul's blind. It says that he's blind for three days. His helpers who are with him take him to Damascus. They put, take him to a house and then God speaks to someone called Ananias. And he says, I want you to go and I want you to pray for Saul. Ananias had heard about Saul. and He goes, hang on a minute, God, are you for real? This is Saul, right? Saul, the dude that's been imprisoning all of us Christians, Saul, the guy who's probably killed a few, Saul, the guy that hates us, that uh, utters threats about us every day. You're talking about that Saul, right? He's like, that Saul is the one I want you to go because I'm going to use him powerfully. I'm going to use him powerfully. These angels, Jesus is sitting next to God in heaven saying, you know, you know that guy who's sitting in the spy church in the back row who's had a really rough life? I'm gonna, watch, watch God, watch what I'll do. I've got a plan for that guy. I've got a plan for that person. Man, he's been struggling in addictions. He's been struggling with past hurts and failures and pains. His life is in a mess. People have written him off, but Jesus is going, God, watch what I'm about to do. Watch as he comes into an encounter with me. Watch, what, watch what's about to happen. His life's going to turn around and he's going to be my best asset. He's going to be my best asset. Jesus is declaring that over your life tonight. 
as Ananias says, okay, God, that's, that's what you want me to do. I'll go. He goes there in Acts 9 verse 15. This is what he says to Ananias. But the Lord said, go for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and the kings as well as the people of Israel. You know, God declares that over every one of you here tonight, that you are his chosen instrument, that are called, that he would use. He's just waiting for us to take that, take that next step. It's your move. God's already chosen you. God's already got the call over your life, but now it's your move. Now it's your move. Wherever you are today is not, God's not finished with you. It's not where God wants you to remain. Whatever your life looks like, there's a next step. There's a, there's a move that He's waiting for you to make that will move you forward into the call of God and the plans of God that He has for you. But I love in a few verses later we see Ananias goes, he pray, she, they pray for Saul, all that kind of stuff, and, and his eyes are open. And I love his response a few verses later. He, man, this dude, he hated Christians, right? He's just come into a God encounter. His life's completely turned around. You think he would have to go to Bible college, do a little bit of training, learn about Jesus, the things of Jesus and all that kind of stuff. But no, no, a few verses later, it goes on in Acts 9 verse 20. And immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue saying, he is indeed the son of God. He didn't wait on the bench because he thought he was unworthy. He didn't wait on the bench because he thought he wasn't skilled enough. He didn't wait on the bench because he thought, man, I need to do a season of preparation. No, no, he knew that because God had called him. The power of Jesus lives in him that he only then needs to take that step. He needs to make that move. Then God will meet him right where you're at. Friends, don't let, don't let the way you see your life alter you from the God call that is upon you. God's calling you to move tonight. So my question is, what are we moving into? Are we prepared to take that step in Jesus' name? Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.